Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Second Kings 19, ask the Lord diligently and wholeheartedly for his help. When we last left king, the king of Judah, Hezekiah, he had just gotten a report that bad king Sennacherib of Assyria threatened to annihilate Jerusalem. In this next chapter, we see what a good God-fearing king does. We also get a cameo appearance of the prophet Isaiah as Hezekiah turns to God for help, as we all should. Let's dig in. 2 Kings 19, Hezekiah seeks the Lord's help. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he sent um, Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home, so that he, so he will return to his land, where I will have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King Terica of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. 
You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them, such as the nations of Gozan, Haran, Respa, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Azar? My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the uh, the kings of Sepharvayim, Hina, and Iva? Um, after Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O oh Lord God of Israel, you are in throne between the mighty cherubim. You are God of all kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power, then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Isaiah predicts Judah's deliverance. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I have heard your prayer about King Sennacherib of Assyria, and the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. But your messengers, by your messengers, you have defied the Lord. You have said, with my many chariots, I have conquered the highest mountains. Yes, the remotest peaks of, uh, of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached the farthest corners and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago, I planned it, and now I am making it happen. I planned for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and you are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass. As easily trampled as tender green shoots, they are like grass sprouting on a housetop scorched before it can grow lush at and tall. Hmm. But I know you well where you stay. And when you come and go, I know the way you have raged against me. And because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, and I will make you return by the same road on which you came. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, here is the proof that what I say is true. 
This year you will eat only what grows up by itself. And next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year, you will plant crops and harvest them. You will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your soil and will grow up and flourish. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion, the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter the city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nishrok, his sons Adramelech and Sherezer killed him with their swords. They escaped to the land of Ararat. And another son, Esarhaddon, became the next king of Assyria. So much for Sennacherib. So who do you turn to when your back is against the wall? God protects and helps those who humbly worship and follow him. Those who realize that God is bigger than any problem anyone could possibly have. And that's you too. Several years ago, my mom had major surgery and of course she didn't tell me because she didn't want to worry me. She was living in Puerto Rico and I in Phoenix, Arizona. That's a nine hour trip with layover somewhere either in Texas or Florida. So uh, that's a day wasted going and a day wasted coming back. The problem was I kept getting different reports depending on who I talked to. Everything from she hates it where it is, which was rehab, to she's gonna lose the house. It felt like the snowball was getting bigger and bigger with each call or message and I didn't know who to believe. The moment I said this snowball is as big as a Volkswagen was when I realized that God is bigger than the snowball no matter how big it is. Hezekiah saved his people by turning to the only person who could defeat an army, God. He ordained it, planned it, and made it happen. Why did God help Hezekiah? Well, he humbled himself. We don't have to tear our clothes or dress in burlap. We just need to get on our knees. We must acknowledge that we need God's help, that we can't do it all on our own, and that's the exact opposite of the pride and haughtiness that God hates. Second, he brought the letter he got from Sennacherib to the temple. He laid the problem out before God. And I've done that with bills that came all at once and I couldn't see how I would get them paid. I said, here, God, you take them. I put them in your hands. 
I trust you because you are the great provider. Do not be afraid. Fear is the enemy. Satan's power grab who are vulnerable when we are afraid. When you give your problems to God, you also give him your fear. You need not fear anymore. He's got this. He's got your back, even if it is against the wall. Don't wait until your back's against the wall to pray to God. If you commit each day to him before you start out, he's got your back, no matter what happens. He's got this. Yes, I'm repeating myself only because it took me a very long time to trust him completely with my whole life, every day, whether I was facing a trial or not. God shouldn't be your spare tire. He should be your GPS. That makes a huge difference. Life just goes so much smoother, smoother when you let go and let God. Here's a thought. Was the angel of God that slew all the, the Assyrians, Emmanuel? This whole scene was prophesied by Isaiah in chapter 8 of his book, which um, what, so you can click on over my blog. I did that a few days ago. Um, and that reads Isaiah 8, starting in verse 7. This flood will overflow all its channels and sweep into Judah until it is chin deep. It will spread its wings, submerging your land from one end to the other. Oh, Emmanuel, huddle together, you nations, and be terrified. Listen, all you distant lands, prepare for battle, but you will be crushed. Yes, prepare for battle, but you will be crushed. Call your councils of war, but they will be worthless. Develop your strategies, but they will not succeed, for God is with us. Emmanuel means God is with us. That's the name that the, that the angel gave to Joseph when he prophesied, predicted, you know, told him about uh, the birth of Jesus. A pre-incarnate Jesus makes an appearance? What do you think? Who do you trust? God knows where you are and when you come and go. In fact, King David put it very nicely in Psalm 139. And you can look that up. I also have a link to it in my, in my blog. Since God knows you so well, doesn't it make sense that you need to get to know God better? And how do you do that? By reading the Bible every day diligently, by praying every day, diligently, and by letting him into your heart. And Jesus told us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. That's a relationship. Get to know your God. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Time to let him in. What are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes. Or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of today's blog, I've got um, a worship song that they sang at my church on Sunday. The King of My Heart. That's it. you got to make Jesus, 
King Jesus, the King of your heart. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.